It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Terry McLaurin gives thanks following the finalization of his extension, NFL rosters, and individual players ranked. And one fan gives his take on Ron Rivera's recent comments. All of that happening right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, and we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app. WUSA 9, your CBS affiliate in Washington, D.C., has a new streaming app that is a game changer for local news and sports in the DMV. Just download the WUSA 9 Plus app now for your Roku or Amazon Fire television stick we thank you for making us your first listener your first view every single day i'm david harrison covering the commanders for sports illustrated's fan nation and my co-host chris russell the rooster is one half of the russell and met her show on the team 980 you can find chris and pete there monday through friday from 9 a.m to noon eastern live or you can catch them anytime along with this show on the odyssey app when we're not there or here you can find us on twitter at d harrison 82 at russellmania 621 and at lo commanders All right, David, thanks again for making us your first view or listen of the day, everyone. Commanders fans, Terry McLaurin, as we know, and as we discussed on our last episode, now under uh, lock and key, if you will, uh, to the commanders. Now they won't officially announce the deal until next Wednesday is what I'm being told. Uh, next Wednesday, and then uh, I believe they will have a a joint in-person slash virtual press conference on that day as well. Uh, But those details still working out, so we won't hear from Terry uh, in terms of the spoken word until then. However, David, he did pen quite the letter to Commander's Ohio Ohio State family uh, and and everyone uh, that has supported him along the way. And I wanted to share a little bit uh, of it with you know our audience and then get your reaction to it. Uh, because Terry, I've known him since he's walked in the door, 
Um, I always thought he was going to be a way better receiver than people were. I did not think he would be this good. I did not think he would rise to this level, but I just thought he would be way better than, oh, he's, yeah, he's just a receiver, but he's the best special teams player in the draft. Terry McLaurin, that's how he was viewed inside and outside the building by many, okay? And he's played five special team snaps in his career. So that tells you how good of a receiver he is. But as good of a receiver as he is, I think he's a better person, David. And he wrote uh, in, in his first paragraph about how his goal, you know, is to get better and better and team accomplishments. Have always, he said, from the day I was drafted, I've had the singular goal to win a Super Bowl with this franchise. This is on my mind every day when I walk into the building. He said he's humble and ecstatic about the contract, but it motivates him to work even harder. He said, quote, there is no other place I would rather be or fan base I would want to represent. And after he thanked, again, a whole litany of people, family, friends, all John Rivera, Tanya Snyder, the whole organization, so on and so forth. He ends it like this. And this was the real, um, I guess, emotional paragraph, for lack of a better term for me, when I read it. He says, quote, of course, thank you to our amazing fans. I cannot thank you enough for all the ways you've supported me since the day I was drafted in, uh, to Washington. You are truly one of a kind. Every opportunity to represent you brings me absolute joy. There was a proud history here in Washington. From the chance to the hogs, I do not take any of it for granted. I know together we can all bring the Washington organization back to the upper echelon of football and reestablish a winning culture. That journey begins now. You demand it, you deserve it, and we will do our best to make it happen. One day at a time, together, through hard work and dedication. And then he signed it. You know, see you this fall. Hashtag HTTC, gratitude, peace, and love. David, um, just reading that again, and that's probably the fifth time I've read it, I'm a little choked up. I'm a little emotional reading that. I I know I'm a weird guy. I, I cry over a lot of things, but I get choked up when I hear that. But you know what? As I said on the radio on Thursday, a lot of athletes say, we have the best fans in the world. We, you know, this, all that. They'll say whatever they have to say. It's platitude. I I truly think Terry means that. The Terry McLaurin I've come to know, I truly believe he means that and every one of those words he just authored. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, honestly, he, like, he has nothing to gain as of as of this moment from not meaning what he wrote. You know, like you don't you don't have to do this. Like players don't just re-sign with teams and then you know put out like these long uh, extended letters. I remember when Kyler Murray's agent put out a, a letter uh, on social media, you know, uh, representing Kyler's interests and everything. Everybody kind of ragged on how long it was because it was like, dude, we're not going to read this. Well, this letter from Terry might be longer. Yeah. Um, but people want to read it, you know what I mean? And it is because he does come across as a genuine young man and, uh, you know, one of of several uh, Ohio State receivers that came out there kind of underrated because the offense at Ohio State when they were in school honestly just didn't accentuate the talents that they had and the abilities they had at a receiver, as receivers, which makes the, the, the evaluation process a little bit difficult when players are limited by the scheme that they're in. But, you know, come in and, and work your butt off. You know, he felt like he was... Uh, worth more than he was where where he was drafted, but he knew that you know everything was was in, in the plan and, and part of you know every, there was a reason for why he was drafted where he was to 
the team that he was drafted to. You know, he he earned a reputation at, in college as a hard worker, a team guy, a team player, not a not a me first type of guy. The senior bowl, he made the same impression, and and he's he's just done the same uh, in, in college. And you know, I don't mean to be too funny about it, but. Anthony Davis gets drafted away from the New Orleans Pelicans, has still yet to this day because he's never going to thank the fans in New Orleans for supporting him uh, during his NFL career, making him one of the most popular, one of the most famous players in the NBA. But here's Terry McLaurin. He ain't even going nowhere. Like He's just he's just coming back. You know what I mean? He's just staying longer, and he's literally thanking the people uh, you know, for supporting him when he's really kind of the, the biggest reason uh, that people still support the team. So it just, it's just a stand-up guy, but it's another reason why – we talked about this during the offseason. Why did the Washington Commanders need to re-sign and keep Terry McLaurin in-house? Talent, yes. Ability to perform no matter who the quarterback is. Absolutely. Production's there. The mechanics are there. The athleticism is there. But the leadership, not just from and on the field in the locker room, doing the right thing and doing it humbly and being a good representative, but this as a forward-facing uh, part of this this franchise. I mean, this this hopefully to me is a, is a catapult uh, towards him being you know, a more forward-facing, hopefully, you know, part of, of the the team's campaign and their graphics uh, and all those stuff. You know, Chase Young, Jonathan Allen deserve everything that they get from, you know, the, the work that they put in, granted. But I think Terry deserves to be a little bit more uh, of an upfront presence as well, as much as they can get him to to be. He's, he's kind of a humble guy. Um, but I also want these – I want fans to also understand, too, the picture, the picture of Terry McLaurin on that letter, Chris, that's not Photoshop. That's not oh, Photoshop. That's a, a photo of him uniform. in his commander's uniform. Yeah. yeah. Which means that photo was taken before this deal was final. Right. So Terry never had any ideas, inklings, inclinations that he was going anywhere. You know what I mean? And the team had said it, you know, all throughout Ron Rivera been saying it. He's not going anywhere. So to the point where Terry, while these negotiations are happening, he's in the facility, you know, I assume in the facility, maybe they sent somebody somewhere to go take the picture. I don't know. But at some point in time, Terry donned the uniform, took the pictures, so they had them ready to go when the time came. That yeah, I'm not sure when that picture was taken. I think he may have been part of the initial team rollout yeah, with Chase probably. Young and and uh, and Jonathan Allen, I believe. Um, I, I do know this. He wasn't there for media day or what they call media day, which is the day right. before uh, the mandatory mini camp. You know, obviously he missed all of that and he didn't show up for that. Uh, so, you know, it, it wasn't it, it wasn't recent to your point. More importantly, I think just in wrapping this part of it up again, a lot of athletes say a lot of things. I think Terry genuinely heartfelt wise absolutely means it, believes it and and spun it in a beautiful way. And I would just say this, I, you know, I love Jonathan Allen. Jonathan Allen is a, a, a great player, a good leader and whatever. And he is go, 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 go. Uh, right, you know, but but he doesn't mince words. Terry is more eloquent. Terry is more, uh, I guess, you know, you know, um, wordy for lack of a better term. Uh, but but more heartfelt or more outward expression. Whereas Jonathan Allen is just, and I wonder which way of leadership works better in an NFL locker room. I, you know, it's something that's impossible to answer. But I wonder which way that kind of shakes out. Yep, styles are unique, you know, and there there's a multiple styles and there's multiple flavors and tastes for everybody uh, to kind of draw from if they want to in the locker room. We'll kind of dive into our opinions of those leadership styles here in a second, Chris, and we're going to do that thanks to another place that's got plenty of different styles and tastes depending on what you're looking for, and that's betonline.net because they're your number one source for all your betting needs. 
and sports information. Regardless of the sport, you can get your latest sport developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's Major League Baseball season, which is ongoing. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains your best spot for your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports, no matter what flavor you prefer, whether it's MMA, boxing, even golf. And, of course, there are football futures on the website as well. So head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, David. So my car needed a, an inspection, right? I, I I can't do that on my own. That's just something that has to be done. But it drives me crazy because all I want to do is avoid going to car repair shops all I want to do is avoid going to factory dealerships. All I want to do is avoid going to those big auto parts superstores and go see my friends at rockauto.com when I can do something for myself, uh, for my vehicle, which is a newer vehicle, but maybe you have an older vehicle, maybe you have a truck, maybe you have you know a hybrid, whatever you might have, rockauto.com, guys, is the place that you are going to want to go. And the best part is... You don't have to go anywhere. You can go to your couch. You can go to your kitchen table. You can do it in bed for all I care. Wherever you want to go, rockauto.com is your spot. They're going to save you money. They're going to get you the best parts. They're going to get you exactly what you need, and they're going to get it to you quickly and efficiently. They do it all. They're a family-run business in the auto parts uh, business for over 20 years. When you go to rockauto.com, uh, and go right now, please, and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about a spot? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever, ever need at rockauto.com. All right, thanks again, Commanders fans, for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen or view if you're watching along on YouTube. Either way, we appreciate you for being with us. So we talked about uh, at the end there, uh, before we get into an ESPN ranking of rosters, which style of leadership, again, better, more effective, what have you, um, you know, again, I'm sure each each style to their own is effective, David, but this organization probably, I, I was just thinking about this, this organization more than any really needs that strong leadership, however they can get it from inside that locker room, because Ron, as the public face, can't do it all. As we've seen, he can't cover up all of the Dan Snyder stuff off the field. He can't even cover up for his defensive coordinator, quite honestly. They need it more than ever and more than anyone else more than any other roster from inside that that locker room i mean honestly the the style i don't, I don't want to say is irrelevant i mean some you know people obviously are drawn to one style more than mm -hmm. the other based on their own personality and experiences and all that so you know every leadership style kind of fits people differently but really i think what this team needs above anything else is dedication and and both john allen now uh, and terry mclaurin have signed contract extensions with all of the stuff going on, right? And we heard this all off season. Why would Russell Wilson want to go to this franchise? Why would any top free agent want to come to this franchise? Well, if they look at guys like Jonathan Allen, Terry McLaurin staying in this franchise, mm -hmm. that gives them reason at least to kind of pause and say, hey, listen, you know, what's actually going on there? Remember, John Allen and Russell Wilson talked during the Pro Bowl. Uh, so, you know, that was something that obviously happened. I don't think either of these guys is to the point where they just can't function as football players. Uh, because of all the noise going on. And, and and again, 
all that stuff is is to different people. I know there have been other players who said that that stuff leaks into the locker room and that stuff matters and that stuff affects them and and impacts their ability to play. And that and that might be true, but again, there's a whole lot of people within this organization. So if your leaders are people who are dedicated to the cause, resilient in their ability to execute towards that cause, then that will start to bleed through the rest of the organization. That's what this team has with two of their leaders anyway, and Jonathan Allen and Terry McLaurin. Absolutely. All right, moving on. ESPN did an exhaustive ranking of uh, of, of each team's roster, uh, ranking them 1 through 32, starting lineups using all sorts of PFF analytic data, uh, and also then came up with biggest strength, biggest weaknesses, and X factor for 2022. We'll get to the X factor for the commanders in a second. But David, if I asked you, and I don't know if you've seen this yet or not, if I mm. asked you one through 32, where you thought the Washington commanders were ranked, and were you surprised if you've already seen where they were ranked, what would you say? I would expect them to be ranked 25th or worst. Ooh. In the NFL, and and we've talked about this, like, and really Carson Wentz is kind of the biggest victim of this, right? Like everybody really hyped up the Washington Commanders last season, and there was a lot of excitement. And oh man, Ryan Fitzpatrick never had as, as talented a roster uh, around him as he does now, and this defense was going to be top five or at least top ten in the National Football League. I mean, even Chase Young came out at one point and was like, "Yeah, you know, we love the talk and we want to do this and and want to do that." And you know, next thing you know, Curtis Samuel can't go. Ryan Fitzpatrick in, is injured. Uh, in the first part of the season, Logan Thomas battles injury. Uh, Chase Young obviously gets injured. Like just injuries pile up, fumble issues, turnover issues with Taylor Heineke. And I mean, you know, we're we're looking at the coaches and saying you got to figure something out. But then on, in the in the meantime, we got coaches come out saying, well, players aren't executing the scheme that's being called, and it's kind of right. hard to change a scheme when the scheme's not being executed. You don't know if it's the scheme or if it's the player because the player isn't doing what they're told. So just a whole lot of unraveling. And then right there in the middle, you got a four game win streak that said, Oh, look, this is all the, this, this is all the things we could have been doing all this whole time. And then you go back to, uh, you, you know, the, you kind of come back down to, to the ground level and, and end that way. So, I mean, everybody, and I mean, everybody, us ESPN, I don't know, the athletic Washington post NFL network. We all got burned by the 2021 Washington commander. So coming in 2022, Everybody's going to be a little gun shy. And then you have Carson Wentz, who is making a lot of people look really bad because they projected him to be this next generation great quarterback. He was on this MVP pace. His team won a Super Bowl. But then he ends up being this pariah. He goes to Indy where, oh, this is going to be the resurrection of Carson Wentz. And it turns out not so much. So now everybody's been bitten by the team. And now they've been bitten by the quarterback. And oh, by the way, nobody likes the owner. So everybody's just super down on everything going on, burgundy and gold. So. Yeah, if that trend continues, you you expect 25th or worst, uh, if not all the way at the bottom. But I think there's a couple other teams that would beat them out for that bottom spot. Well, so I'm surprised you went that hard because you're 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 way off. Well, it's you're where they're off. going. I wouldn't go that hard. That's oh, where okay, other people okay. seem oh, to be right. going. Good, yeah, good yeah. point. Good <laughs> distinction. Okay, so they were more favorable than I thought they would be. So, and certainly more favorable than you thought they would be. How about? How about 17th? And I'll give you one other. One spot behind the Dallas Cowboys at number 16. How do you like uh, them apples? I mean, look, 17th, you're right there towards the middle. I mean, the bottom part of the middle, you're at the top of the back half. Got it. I would put them somewhere in the middle. That's where I would put them right now. There's just a lot of unknowns. Uh, and again, on paper, but if the Dallas Cowboys are 15th, then I don't know if the trends continue, then the Eagles are probably what? I don't know, 10th or 9th, maybe. 
um, even though I'm starting to think that well, maybe I th- people are I, a little too high on the Eagles. Yeah, maybe we'll save that for another conversation, but you're, <laughs> you're definitely in the right neighborhood. But yeah. I was a little surprised, again, A, how high the commanders were ranked, even though I think their roster is better than most think. Again, huge questions, of course, but every team has questions, and every team is reliable right. or reliant, if you will, on good health. Certainly they are. I mean, there's yep. make no mistake about it, but what team isn't? Again, what team isn't? If the Eagles all of a sudden lose Darius Slay and uh, you know James Bradbury and Fletcher Cox and 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 Miles Sanders and you know whoever uh, Devonte Smith or AJ Brown, of course they're not going to be as good. Period. Yeah. I, I mean uh, that makes all the sense in the world. Um, you know, so 16th and 17th for the Cowboys and then the Commanders. If I asked you what you thought their X factor, their one player X factor wise would be, who do you think they went with? Who would I think they would go with? I would think and, they and would, would probably they would probably go with uh, either Jahan Dotson or maybe Brian Robinson Jr. because they're getting a lot of press here during the offseason. I would go with Curtis Samuel, who have already I've actually already written about on Sports Illustrated, my my Washington Commanders coverage here for Fan Nation, and I actually just wrote up my three team MVP candidates for the same site, and my three MVP candidates for the team are Carson Wentz, obviously, duh. Uh, Cole Holcomb and Curtis Samuel. All right. You are right. Curtis Samuel was the guy uh, that ultimately they chose. Uh, They didn't go rookies. Uh, Okay. I mean, I think we can make convincing arguments for a lot of guys, right? But just taking Curtis Samuel as a whole, clearly his health is the most important question. We, I think we all understand that, but now with Deami Brown in year two and with Jahan Dotson, again, who you just mentioned, rookie, number 16 overall pick, are they as reliant on Curtis Samuel to be healthy? What I mean, isn't the point now they have should have enough depth and talent to work around that if yeah. Curtis Samuel is not ready and right or not what they paid him to be? So it's kind of a yes and no answer right so there's there's the reasons for both yes they should be less reliant on curtis samuel because like you said you brought in john dodson you got brian robinson jr even these tight ends that are getting all kinds of reps without logan thomas on the field look to be very very strong possible contributors so yes you have enough weapons where this offense should be able to work better because of the upgraded quarterback and then the rest of it as well but my my opinion on curtis samuel the reason i have him pegged as a potential team uh, mvp at the end of the season is because of what he unlocks within that offense. Like Jahan, Terry, Logan, hopefully, but John Bates, you know, Cole Turner, all the running backs, all that. You have a very solid-looking offense on paper, and you can attack from the line of scrimmage on. You can attack the short area of the field, middle, intermediate part, and you can attack the deep part. Well, Curtis Samuel, you can attack from behind the line of scrimmage. And, And what I mean by that, you put Curtis Samuel in the backfield, the defense has to stay true to that. So you no longer have the ability as a defense to play from the line of scrimmage back. You've got to pay attention to what's happening with Curtis Samuel in that backfield or else you're going to get burned by him over and over again. So what that does now, if you've got deep breaking routes and you've got intermediate routes and you've got Curtis Samuel playing out of the backfield, you're forcing that defense to have their focus split between four areas of the field instead of just the normal three that they have. And that's going to open up space for guys like the Jahan Dotson's Terry McLaurin. So unlocking that kind of extra level of offensive ability and versatility is what I think Curtis Samuel is going to bring to this team. That's why he's so valuable. Honestly, Chris, 
he could have 550 yards receiving 200, you know, well, maybe another 500, 400 yards in, in rushing four touchdowns and be one of the most important players on this team, barely scratching the surface of 800, 900 yards of offense because of what he forces right. defenses to do. Well, basically the Debo Samuel effect is what you're kind of describing. Coming up, we will hear from a listener voicemail, a uh, friend of the show, if you will, Todd in Utah. And did any commanders make a top 25 under 25 list? The answer next right here on Locked On Commanders. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Final segment here of the Locked On Commanders podcast, our final episode of the week here as we push through uh, this offseason. And we recently, Chris, talked about uh, Ron Rivera's comments on Twitter during this whole Dan Snyder and congressional subpoenas or non-subpoenas and invitations and denials and, and everything going on. Ron Rivera put out a statement of his own. Uh, as well. And Todd from Utah, our buddy, uh, decided to call in and let us know his thoughts on that statement. Hey, this is Todd from Utah. Haven't heard a voicemail from us fans in a while. I don't know if we're just not doing our job and coming up with a good take or just been so busy dealing with all the, the crap that goes along with this team that you haven't had time to entertain, you know, bringing us on as well. But I uh, just want to had a quick thought with the uh, Ron Rivera tweet where he was talking about, uh, you know, all of these things happening before he got here and the culture change and working on winning and things like that. Uh, I think I, I the, the impression I get as a person who's dealt with a lot of uh, legal issues over the years, uh, running businesses, different things like that, uh, my impression is that he's distancing himself a little bit. Uh, he's making sure that Congress or anybody else who wants to investigate the team is aware that the culture problems were there before he was. Because he very clearly states that uh, these things were happening before he was hired and before they made the changes to try and change the culture. My impression is that he's just kind of get, get the word out there that the fiasco that is the commander's uh, happened while it was the Redskins and WFT and when he wasn't here. So that's just my impression. Thanks for your time. All right, Todd. Thank you very much. As always, um, we appreciate you uh, more than you know. Um, so, David, I don't know how you're going to react. I, I mean, clearly, Ron wants, you know, like he'll, he's willing to acknowledge the past, as as he has many times. But he absolutely wants a divide between that other name, team name, uh, even though it was that for the first couple of months of his tenure, and what Ron and Jason and their entire group have done since they've arrived. Right. He's willing to acknowledge the past. He does not want any focus or really any concentration or any day-to-day -day baggage from it. And personally, I think Ron, you know, 
Ron can't have his cake and eat it too. Like, yes, focus on what you're doing, positive, but you can't tell people, ah, just ignore, forget about what happened for so long. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think really, you know, Ron is, I mean, I don't know exactly what Ron is doing and, and Todd, you could be correct. This could be kind of a CYA, you know, make sure that you're not tied to anything that that might be dirty uh, type of move. And, and I could certainly see that happening. I get the impression. And when I read it, I got the impression that Ron really is trying to make sure that people also understand there's a positive happening, right. And there, there's good happening. And, and there are, you know, Chris, we've been there. We've seen it on the field. I mean, Again, it's OTAs, it's mini camp, it's rookie camp. Like you can't take a whole lot out of it from an evaluation standpoint. But I mean, you were there. This is my first year in person on ground, but you've been there. And I mean, there is an improvement, even just in watching the practices and what's going on and some of the talent that's on the field and guys are getting healthier uh, and all this stuff. So there is some positive going on, I think. And we, and we kind of see it, right? We see it in the YouTube comments from time to time. People are like, man, I'm so sick of this team and da 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 and, and the losing and, and all this other stuff. And, and you get all that. But I think what Ron is trying to do is kind of compartmentalize this a little bit and not let the mold spread to every part of what's happening because there are some some signs of growth. There are some signs of life, some some signs of health uh, within this organization. And I think he just kind of wants to shine a light on that without being overly like, hey, guys, you know, click the flashlight, pay attention to this and this and only this because he knows people are going to pay attention to it all. But also, let's point out, you know, and Congress isn't going to do it because it's not their job and it's not part of their investigation. Um, but, you know, there is a reason to be excited for what's to come, even if all this other other stuff is still being sorted out. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, uh, guys, because uh, we went a little bit long in our discussion about Terry McLaurin and the ESPN list, we were going to get to a top 25 under 25 list. But I'll tell you what, we're going to save that for our next episode so that we have more fun, juicy stuff to talk about and react to. That list probably not going to be as favorable as the ESPN list. So that is still to come. But thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and view of the day. Now make your second listen slash view the Locked On NFL podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. Uh, of course, a happy 4th of July and Independence Day weekend to everyone out there. Please be safe. Please don't do anything silly with fireworks uh, and make sure you don't drink and drive all of that stuff. Take care of each other and celebrate the birth of this great country and honor people like David who put their lives on the line and sacrificed uh, and gave us this uh, privilege uh, to, again, celebrate a tremendous holiday. We'll be back after that. We'll have that a list that we were just mentioning, plus uh, the best front sevens in the National Football League, according to some experts. We will get into all that. If you want to hop in like Todd in Utah did, 301-615-3577 on the voicemail line or locked on Washington Commanders at gmail.com. For David Harrison, covering the Washington Commanders for SI.com's Fan Nation, I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. If you're out and about, again, please be safe. Be kind to one another. Have a happy 4th of July, and thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? 
Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.